0: It's time for the com radio show. com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome
1: ladies and gentlemen on this 25th day of October, 2014. We're here with Jay Basser uh for the Basser Hour and uh, he's going to be hosting it today, and our technician, Stretch, and today we're going to discuss a little bit about uh, the CMP examinations. As you know, we have talked about this in depth in the past, but we uh, just can't emphasize enough of how veterans should act when they they go to to get a CMP examination. Uh, John, there, there's a certain way that veterans should act. I mean, I agree that they they should take some pertinent information with them of whether the CMP examiner accepts it or not. At least you've taken it, and. Uh, uh, there's there's some other issues that veterans need to be aware of uh, when they go to one of these CMP examinations.
0: Yeah, that's true, Gerald. Veterans, uh, in general, you know, we're they're good people. You know, they're trying to get a uh, benefit because they've had an issue in service, and it's a, they're trying to get something, you know, treatment or compensation for something that happened to them while they're in service. So. You know they file a claim with the VA, and the you know the VA processes the claim. And one of the steps in the process is they uh, go down, they call their uh, folks down to the local VA hospital, and schedule the guy for a compensation finished examination. Uh, this examination is to check the veteran for that issue, and is also to uh, you know to get an opinion rated to the VA as to if this guy's claim is that the injury is valid enough or if there's enough documentation and they wouldn't know the doctor or the person who does the exam can put their opinion in there if it was and uh, so that's, that's the basis for a C&P exam um, the VA is getting uh, uh, I don't know how to say this, this is, uh, they're, getting a, they're getting a little bit weary because uh, they're implementing a plan now to where if a veteran goes and has a C&P exam. You know, if he's if he knows what he's doing, and has got a good representation, or is uh you know the, is aware of what's going on and how to and how to, uh, and he knows how to you know look at the system. He can go into the records archives or the e benefits, and he can look at that exam, and see what the doctor said before you know before decisions were made on his claim. Um, that's kind of uh, gives a veteran a, a leg to stand on, you know, because he can say, "Well, here's what the doctor said," and you know, if, if, if the doctor's wrong, then he can, you know, go get a rebuttal or another exam himself. But due to uh, fear, I guess the VA is worried about veterans uh, overreacting and getting uh, results of a bad CMP exam or something, and they're taking and they come back and take that on the examiners or the people at the VA. And uh, so they're, they've implemented a, uh, I guess they've got a proposal to uh, keep the information off the benefits, not give it to the veteran, you know, and uh, until the claim is decided. So that's a proposal, anyway. They're probably already doing it in some cases. But, um, uh,
1: yeah, I, I think it very well could be, John. And uh, but if a veterans. Uh, Able to read what what the examiner has said uh, during the examination, like you say, you do have an opportunity to rebut it. You you can go to the head administrator of the hospital, or or uh, the uh, uh, whoever this CMP examiner's boss is, or mm-hmm. even the ad, ad, patient advocate. You can go to them and say, hey, look. I got a shoddy uh, C&P examination, and, and uh, I'm on another one. I'm on one that's fair and honest. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, am I, for one, have received several, I mean, that were just C&P examinations that were just trash.
0: And, uh, uh,
1: well, you wouldn't even think they were talking about the same person. You know, uh, I said, this is not me. This is somebody else. They got me mixed up with someone else. Uh, There was no resemblance. And uh, (laughs) there is a way to combat that. I mean, and you don't have to get up in the face of some crazy CMP examiner because uh Chancellor ain't gonna do no good, he's just gonna call security on you that's true you, you know don't don't waste your time he he done uh he's paid to do a job and and he's gonna uh actually uh, honestly I believe that they're paid to to uh make the examination look as negative as possible for the veteran. But that's my opinion. Uh, maybe I'm wrong here, but that's been my experience with them. Uh, so you, you uh, take take that information. Uh, once you're able to uh, get your hands on that CMP examination, you can contest it. Uh, find out where to go to contest it. And say, this is wrong, it's not right, it's not fair to me, and, uh, you know, I am it made
0: right. Well, that's just going to trigger a response for the veterans to do this. They're going to, uh, I think they're going to start seeking more independent medical opinions, you know, on their muscle skeletal, and physical health, even before the VA sends it to a CMP exam, because if they can't get a copy of it. They're going to, you know, they're going to want something in their favor, anyways, so. That's just going to open the door for more of these private doctors to go ahead and write these exams up and these DBQs for these folks. Um, Well,
1: that's that's true. And, you know, John, uh, I even had a judge. I think I I sent you a copy of that. Uh, The judge even uh, come down on a CMP examiner and the doctor, by the way, that signed off on the CMP examiner, uh his examination saying they were extremely negligent and and, and unprofessional and everything else and, and what the examination they done. Uh which is a good thing, however, what do they do? They remand your claim back uh for it to be corrected. Well, the poor veteran, uh, he's the one suffering the consequences of somebody else's uh, incompetence and, uh, or, or uh, not not operating in good faith. Uh, so the veteran pays the price, and it shouldn't be that way.
0: If you're on a remand, uh, either to the BVL court... And uh, they send you back for a CMP exam. You know they're supposed to get it right, but I've known some folks that went back for several CMP exams and they still don't get it right. So, and uh, I think you knew how that is, Mister Gerald. Absolutely, I know how that is, and it's
1: not right. And yep. uh, it it. Uh there's no justification for something like
0: that at all. And Which? in my
2: opinion, I think
1: when the judge sees that, when the judge, I mean, the judge in my case even recognized the issue. And uh, uh, the judge should have went ahead and ordered the, the claim. Not, I mean, this, this is not operating in good
0: faith. Anytime you're dealing with certain specifics inside a claim, especially claims involving issues of exposure and, and certain things like that, uh, I get the impression sometimes these uh, CMP examiners are afraid to make a to make an opinion. And uh, <clears throat> you know, if it's something that uh, they're unsure of, you know, they're probably likely to go against it. And uh, so that's, uh, that's, that's the problem, is that they're afraid to make the opinion because they're afraid if there's something wrong, the consequences will come back and bite them in the backside.
1: Uh, that's true. That's true. And I think that's probably uh, where the problem uh, arises here. Uh, you know, if I don't mouth this guy and give him the worst possible examination, I'm the one that's going to get browbeaten beaten here. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. But uh, uh, you got to remember, most of these CMP examiners are not uh, medical doctors. Mm-hmm. And, however, a medical doctor has to sign off on that CMP examiner examination. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, uh, they should be the one catching it
0: mm-hmm. when, when
1: there's a shoddy examination. And
0: uh you know, they can tell. They're Let me give you a little uh, example of uh now these folks that do the C and P examinations, you know, again, they might work for the V B A, but or your local hospital. And uh, you know, they do the exams, everything's it's supposed to be done in good faith. Uh, you know, the attitude's supposed to be pretty good you know, when everybody's supposed to get along real well. But it all starts in the regional office. Okay, you file a claim and they request a CMP exam. This writer who requested your CMP exam was going through your claim and looking. And uh, you know, what your issues, let's go with, uh, let's go with the lung issue, okay? Um, so the guy's filed for a lung issue and uh, he's had all his pulmonary function tests and all his information comes out and uh, they see that, oh, this guy smoked a pack of cigarettes a day for 30 years. So the examiner writes a note to the doctor that's going to do the exam and the request for the exam uh, for the opinion. And then he plants a seed with very a creative writing technique that's used in order to lead the doctor in a wrong direction. Again, it's non-adversarial, right? Yes. So that's kind of like fishing, you know. He's fishing for a negative answer. Which shouldn't be allowed, but the, you know it happens. I've seen it personally. I can tell you it does happen, so that's one one issue that has to be corrected. So once you get off on a bad foot like that, it's hard to get back on the right foot, especially if you go back over and over and over to the same medical bunch that did your c m p exam. you follow me, Gerald? And mm. uh, what was that, John? I was talking about the doctors doing the CMP exams, and they get leading information from the regional office to do the exam. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, so that plants a bad seed, you know, and uh, that gives a you know that uh, it kind of interferes with the exam in itself. It's tampering, really. I guess is what you can call it, and uh, it happens a lot. uh. Those guys are very creative. They're, you know, they're good at their job. And uh, one of the, actually, one of the, one of the KSAs, which is knowledge, skills, and abilities to get a job as a writer, is to be a creative writer. And uh, you know, creative writing is a very, very important point. You know, you have to be able to communicate effectively. So if a guy sends an opinion to the CMP examiner asking for an opinion on your lungs. And leads the doctor by saying, even though the veteran smoked for so many years, uh, what's the chance of him having a expo- uh, lung problem due to exposure to his business or something else, something else? And uh, <clears throat> that could be a that, thats a very, very bad problem.
2: i go go to step for the net. I can with go a step charge? further than that. It's blatant uh, mistakes. Like in my situation... I've discussed it with Gerald and John. It, the, one of the CMP people said that I had been in prison most of my life for my social life, and that I had uh, been a a drunk and drug abuser. And I've been uh, i never been in prison in my life, and I've been an alcoholic and a for 40 years. So here, the guy is just a blatant liar. There's no evidence of such a thing now if I don't correct that if I don't go to this uh, I went to the uh, RO and they said go to the Health Resource Center at 877-222-8387 and lodge a complaint with him I have to do this because if I don't later on in some decision down the road they might say well hell you've been in prison all your life and hell you've been a drunk and you've been abusing drugs and this and that so they they can actually use their own bs as facts later on in a decision and if you don't correct some of these things they can come back to haunt you that's all i got that number, uh, have you I'm, to those no i'm waiting to monday i'm going to have you there with me so you can you can hear what kind of crap they to come up with okay yeah I haven't called it yet, but I'm going to raise a complaint on this guy he had no He had no evidence to say such a thing. He just deliberately came out and said that He said that those are the reasons for my high blood pressure. I've had five strokes and I've got high blood pressure, and he says that that uh the reason for my high blood pressure is my drug abuse and alcohol abuse and my many many years in prison. What a joke. He just came from out of nowhere with that. Just so that he knew this claim would be denied. And it wasn't even denied. It was finally accepted anyway, so... Uh, but I'm still going to raise a complaint about that because I don't want that in a record as established as fact for later on in decisions. So... That puts a
0: new meaning. That puts a... New that puts a new twist on the word non
2: adversarial, don't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure does. Well that's basically slander. He came out and said that and it's basically slander. Mm-hmm. It uh I, I wanna go after him personally. Several people have told me. Well, that, go after well, him well, personally. In- I might in- end up doing that. That incident right there,
0: Mike, is uh it's very sad that it happened that way and I'm, I wish it didn't. Um mm-hmm. uh, I- the only thing that really thing does that really is really use, good. for you, that allows other it allows stereotype yeah. to stereotype you, and uh, yeah. you're not going to get the quality of care that you would normally receive if, if if the stereotype wasn't there.
2: Yeah, but if that gets on the news that this guy did that, it's, it ain't going to look too good. All right. You know, if if there is a, actually a lawsuit against him and it's brought to the news. Yeah, well... Here's the. I think the important issue here we want
1: to bring out is the fact that uh, there, once you learn that this wrong has been done, uh, and it's it's a grievous error, or not error, it's it's malice, error with malice, I would call it. Uh, There is a remedy and you got to seek that remedy before this becomes a permanent issue in your records. Unfortunately yeah. by the time we learn that these these uh, tools are available to us, unfortunately all too many times this becomes established in a veteran's records.
2: And there's there's the point there. the point John's trying to make is See, I found out right I got it right on the day I went down and got my medical records for this CNP. Now if they're gonna put it off till a decision, there's absolutely nothing that you could do.
0: That's true. And so. you just think if a veteran has the same thing and goes through that again and he can't get a copy of his exam and that's in there he don't he don't he don't know he doesn't even know what was said.
2: Yeah. That's sad. Oh.
1: That can really be disastrous to a lot of veterans.
2: Uh, Well, when I read that, I was in shock. I was in shock. It's like, Jesus, how could this guy say this? And why would he say it? I didn't get angry at him or nothing. Why would he do that? You know, I still don't know why he would do it. But just reading that um, is a shock.
0: That could be one of the leading issues from the RO2. You know, you want to check it out and see that, too, and see where that came from.
2: Yeah, who told him to do that? Well, there's no record. There's no record of it. There's absolutely no record of anything like that. My drug screens are zero all the way back to 1975. So it's bullshit. You know, they had they've had drug screens over the years. You know, they do to everybody, and mine have been zero in all the categories all the way back to 75.
1: Well, let's see how this remedy thing works here out. Works out uh, Monday, uh, Mike.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm going uh, because, to. Well, that's why I gave out the number. If
1: there's a remedy, everybody ought to know because I know we're not the only ones that receive bad CMP examinations. Uh, uh, I'm going
2: to post a, this this uh, a health lot piece of this have number. Too. So people can com- complain to them about stuff. To- yeah, it's not right. Oh,
1: no, by in the my way. One case, and are remanding my claim back to the AMC, and that's going to cost me a couple more years. See, well, this
2: this health resource center convenient. is right from Peggy's mouth, so you know it must be true. <laughs> 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 right from Peggy. We'll see.
0: From Peggy. Oh, okay. That's the term they give to the uh, operator to VA.
2: Yeah. 800,000. Right 800, <laughs> like no, from Peggy's Now it must be true, you know.
0: <laughs> once you get a, once you get a bad exam, it's hard to get. It's hard to get back out of the ditch because once they throw you under the bus like that, you know that wheel's pretty heavy, and you got to have a, you got to have a good jack to jack that bus up. Yes, you
1: do. And learning uh, uh, that there is a remedy, should there be, we haven't found it yet, but uh, there must be a remedy how to do this. Uh, Let me give our call-in number. Uh, Anyone out there that's had these same issues uh, with CMP examinations, uh, feel free to call in. Our call-in number is... Three four seven two three seven four eight one nine. 347-237-4819. Our call-in number, once again, is 237-4819. Uh, go ahead, John.
0: That's 347-237-4819, Jill. What, what did I say? I don't know. <laughs> This is a good topic.
2: <laughs> it's a real good topic. Yeah, so... It affects a lot of people. I could just see, you know, a, lot, a lot of these people read that crap, like, similar to mine, and they might, there ain't no telling what they do. You know?
1: Well, some of them, you know, give up, say, I, this, this is oh, not yeah. You know? And, uh, That's the
2: goal.
0: That's the ultimate goal, is get you to mm-hmm. give up.
1: Well, yes, it is, but it, it's a horrible situation they put veterans into. It is. A lot of them, uh, uh, you know, all too many are, just don't know what to do. They they don't know where to turn, and that's where a website such as Hadit, it uh, dot had com. Can be very helpful. You go on there with some of your issues, and, and believe me, you got some very dedicated individuals. and, and Most all of them have been down these roads, and and they can help uh, guide you in the right direction. And remember, the CMP examiners—they uh, don't work for the medical side of them. They're independent.
0: From the hospital, and uh, don't get them mixed up with the hospital staff. And take take <laughs> take your out on them because uh, I see a little bit of grief. I see a little misconception too when the uh, folks talking about these C and They're talking about uh, maybe the examiner will catch something else, you know, that you've got, and uh, uh, maybe the VO will treat you for something else. Uh, in all likelihood, they're going to check. They're, they're only supposed to look at what your what your, your, your what's involved in your plane and oh, yeah. they don't look at anything else. And if they find something, you know, they can tell you to go see go something like that for it. But they can't really advise you as far as treatment yeah. things. they not just treating positions. Yeah. So keep that, keep that in the back of your minds. But I want to discuss attitudes. Um, you know these veterans. We have claims out, claims out, and, uh, and they're in, been processed. And uh, a lot of them just received a negative act or negative activity in this claim. And and they go into the VA. Even a regular examination, they've got a chip on their shoulder because they all look at the VA as one big entity. Okay, well, a lot of this negativity is coming from the VBA, not the VA, not the not the hospital, and uh, so it makes the veteran look pretty bad, you know, because the veteran he goes in there with an attitude and he's all mad about his claim and stuff. He takes it out on the on the VA regional ho or the the, the hospital under staff. Well, staff didn't really have nothing to do with the claim for treating you for an issue, right?
1: That's
0: right. So. I think activity like that's the reason that this directive was passed. And the reason that it was passed was because people are getting irate and they're walking in there with a chip on their shoulder. And, you know, they're, it, it does put a little fear in some people, you know. they're worried, Was this guy going to go off, you know, and start shooting or what, you know.
1: Well, you don't know, uh, John, but... Um uh, it, it, you know, if you want to be treated right, you got to treat someone right. And some of these, I, I've seen some of these examiners actually try to be confrontational. And uh, I, try, I felt like at the time that they were trying to goat me into something, you know. Say something or get irate, at, or uh, you got to be careful. They're, they're pretty good about baiting you, and uh, I don't know whether it's the fact they feel all powerful or what. But you really have to be on your toes. And and when you go in for examination, be sure to take some data with you to support what you're trying to explain to them and they'll basically accept it or not, uh, but at least you've had it. And, uh, it helps you too to concentrate on what the points you're trying to get across to them. And, uh, documentation is what will win or lose your claim, and you gotta have documentation. And, uh, uh, a doctor's IMO and, and Uh, Things like that are very important. Anything you can get from a doctor can be helpful. Uh, Even buddy statements, uh, uh, even lay evidences is is very helpful at times. So um, don't let them get you riled up because some of them intentionally try to do it and know that you don't think properly when you're,
0: you're riled up. And that's true. Uh, that is true. And uh, don't, let them, don't let them draw you into that trap. And then uh, you're in trouble. Let's switch gears a little bit, Gerald. You know, let's always remind everyone to keep a good attitude when they're going to the VA. You know, I mean, I'd like to be nice to these folks myself. If they're going to treat you medically, you better be nice to them. Uh,
1: yeah, but you expect to be treated nice too. Uh, mm-hmm. If if they're going to treat you bad, uh, then you can complain on them. You have an avenue. You don't have to say nothing to them. Just say, "Look, this joker, this is how he treated me, That's or true. she treated me." Uh, and uh, complain, uh, everybody's got a boss. Go to their boss. You don't have to argue with them. Some of them want a confrontation, and that way they can put you down. A, I don't know what kind of mark they put on your file. they bound to put a mark of some sort. I know it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they grade you, I guess.
1: I don't know. I think they really do. It, mm-hmm. it,
0: and once you get them bad
1: marks on you. Uh it it's a stigma you you can't hardly get away from.
0: <laughs> so once they throw you least, under the bus, right?
1: Yeah. But uh you know, uh try to be decent with them. You can explain something without getting all out might
0: have to bite your tongue. <laughs> yeah, you might have to, you know,
1: but uh yeah. I've had to. <laughs> I've
0: always tried to be decent with it. Um uh, top across the website last week. Uh did you know that uh victims of personal assault and trauma in the military following the criteria the same criteria as MST they use the same criteria for those claims and they try to explain it to someone last week that didn't understand it you know so that's uh, another issue that you know they need to separate that a little bit but uh, they they saw an easy way to to word it and to work it so they want to use the same criteria for both of them that gives them the uh, you know uh, uh just to save them some paperwork or whatever it does. But they're treated the same.
1: Yeah. You know, I think we was talking about this once before, too, especially about PTSD. I think there's so many different levels of PTSD that uh, uh, getting a proper diagnosis is uh, quite difficult. On veterans. uh, I don't know how in the world they're ever going to get it on now to where they can give a proper diagnosis.
0: Uh, It's hard to do when everything involves a guess. Uh,
1: That's
2: true. That's true. Hey, let's run a commercial.
1: Okay, go ahead, Mike.
2: Okay, John. Go
0: ahead, Mike. This is Jay Bassler, one of the hosts for Hadit Veterans Radio and the Ask Bassler Show. I wanted to pass along an important oh. message to the members of Hattit. Hattit has kicked off a fun Hadit campaign. Hattit has been helping veterans navigate the VMA since 1997. Hattit's owner, T-Bird, needs your help. The expense of running a big site like Hadit is steadily increasing while the operating revenues have been decreasing. For these reasons, HADD has kicked off the Fund Hadit campaign. Remember, HADD is not a nonprofit organization. Please give what you can, as no amount is too small. Your support is greatly appreciated. Help us to keep HADD around, because without it, where would our veterans be? Personally, I'd be still stuck in the VA quicksand. Just click on the Fund haddit button on the forum page to support com. Thank you. Jay Basher. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, having a really good discussion on uh, the CMP p exams and some other issues. Uh, the second half of the show, I want to dedicate to, to some of the world events that's been happening in the last week or so. It's been a very busy week. It looks like, uh, <clears throat> looks like our... Folks over in the Middle East have recruited some folks to come over here and uh, do some uh, corrupt activities. Uh, trying to attack a couple of New York City police officers with a hatchet. That was a Navy vet, drill, You know that?
1: Yes, I do. That's really a shame. But he said he was uh, dishonorably discharged. Uh uh, I don't know what the reasons for, were exactly, what his uh, discharge was.
0: I heard drugs from uh, involved something.
1: Oh, I think you're right. I think he did say it was drugs. Uh, instead of uh, putting him in drug rehab or something like that, they just uh, booted him out. Uh, but... Uh, it's a shame this sort of thing goes on, but uh, these are, a lot of them are the type of people that fall for these Middle East uh,
0: uh, terrorists. Yeah, so. Uh, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. I ain't safe. Uh, <laughs> but. These folks have been sold. <laughs> They've been. <do. laughs> They've been sold a pretty bad scam. <laughs> well, yes, they
1: have. And, yes. and uh, a lot of them are getting it from their local mosses, and, and they're
0: taking it to heart. They're going out here. Uh, I don't know. It's now, crazy. It's crazy. On a serious note, we had three young girls out of Colorado were caught in uh, Germany trying to join the... Uh, movement of ISIS.
1: Yeah. Isn't that unreal?
0: Yeah.
1: And they had them two girls from Australia end up over there, and uh, last I heard, uh, they were trying to uh, make her, they'd had enough of it, trying to go back home. Of course, I don't think you'll ever see home again, uh, which is really sad. Uh, that they get uh, uh, conned into doing stuff like that, but we have a bunch here in the United States as well. Uh, uh, parents, uh, pay attention to what your children's doing. Uh, they seem to want to
0: pick on uh, younger children. Yep. i got to feeling the... Uh the uh, gun mongers are going to be wanting to take you. Going to be having your gun control again here pretty soon because of the event that happened yesterday.
1: Uh, yeah. They had uh, now one officer was was killed he, uh, when they Two. shot him. Two. Two officers of them.
0: was killed. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's certainly going to t-
1: turn the police officers against. Uh, uh, citizens having weapons, and this is not good, folks. (laughs) We don't want any excuse to lose our our rights to keep and bear arms, and, uh, uh, you know, you need them, and uh, when we start having incidents like this... uh, it seems to me they have labeled the, uh, uh, put a target on the police force, haven't they, John?
0: Yeah, that's the ISIS event, though. They're wanting to target their men in uniform, yeah. police, military and, veterans. And,
1: and military veterans and their families. Yeah. So uh, veterans out there, you be careful. Keep a uh,
0: watchful eye out, uh, especially in your neighborhoods. Uh, Even driving they, down the street, you know.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. You just cannot be uh, too much on on alert. Uh, uh, and
0: if, you down, and if you're driving down, if you driving down the street and you've got all these stickers on your vehicles, the USMC or whatever, and you're advertising pretty hot and heavy, then uh, that can make a person a target.
1: Absolutely, I'd recommend uh, removing all them uh, stickers from your vehicle. Uh, it's like saying, "Here I am, come get me." And and believe me, we we have a, enough unstable people in this country that it can happen. And uh, thanks to them shutting down the, uh, so
0: many of the uh, mental institutions that. Uh, we could have helped some of these people out. Now we're going to have to deal with them, mm-hmm. it looks yep. like, on a, on a grand scale. Uh, it's unfortunate, and
1: it shouldn't be necessary. It uh, shouldn't be necessary at all.
0: And, and I Again. think should,
1: should lock the borders up and, and stop travel both directions.
0: Again, you have to look at the fact that uh, the f- medical facility to treat that issues, you know, there's not really a test to, 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 to actually determine what a person does have, you know. I mean, everything's a guess. It's, uh, you know, the examiner is the one that makes the guess. You yeah. know. Yeah, there's no MRI to see to to tell to, to see that. So you can't look into the mind of a person and see what's going on. But you can uh, look in. Uh, they can do an MRI tell if you got brain damage. Uh, yep.
1: Not that everybody with uh, some brain damage is a dangerous uh, individual. That's that's not so. But at least you know uh, there could be something there. And you can tell uh they have tests tell if, if an individual's under extreme stress or not mm-hmm. uh, life today is a stressful situation, and uh that don't matter whether you're a veteran or uh a regular civilian uh, it's It's a stressful situation, and then if you the have to go story. through the claims process you can just uh about uh,
0: ten times that stress. <laughs> it's very, very stressful. It is. It I is. mean, it's. it can be one of the most stressful things you'll ever go through. And. Uh, yeah,
1: you, you have to learn to be patient. And although,
0: uh, I don't know, where,
1: where does patience end? <laughs> uh, where, where, where should they?
0: You know, the veterans are very. You know, the veterans have been taught. You know, through the military and stuff. You know, through. You know, they're they, they've been molded. You know, into being uh, into being. You know, good soldiers, or sailors, or whatever. You know, and they um, they've been given an attitude. You know, that they understand what a good sense of urgency is. You know, if they're called to go, they gotta go. And that actual feeling stays with the veteran for the rest his life, you know, he has a better sense of urgency, uh, you know, to get something done. And you file a VA claim, you know, you expect a pretty rapid response, but you realize that it's not going to happen that way. If it takes him years and years and years, and you know, you're, it has an effect on your, you know, on your on your mental health by itself. So you know, you're sitting there, you're posting a watch over the mailbox, waiting for a decision letter from the VA. You know, it actually it makes you a hard person to live with.
1: It can. Yes, it can. Yep. It puts a stress not only on a veteran, but a veteran's family. Yep. I think they uh, should have some support groups out here for veterans' families. And they may have in certain locations. I don't know of any around here. But uh, yep. uh, the stress is, is not good. And, well, anytime time you're dealing with stress, it's not good.
0: Nope, but one thing
1: about the Had uh, It uh, website, you're, you're interacting with other veterans that are having the same issues. I mean, we, right now we have in that excess of 11,000 members. So uh, just about any claim situation that is been out there has come up in the added uh, uh, website and and uh, it's a wealth of information and it can certainly ease your mind to know uh,
0: why things are certain ways. Uh, the BA law is a little bit different, or quite a bit different, <laughs> totally, uh, different. <laughs> <it's> <laughs> totally
1: different Totally uh, different than regular law and uh, uh so you need help to get through that not many people have the educational background in uh to uh, walk a claim to unless it's an extremely simple claim uh, then it's different but if you have a comp- compact claim uh, it can be it can be very very difficult.
0: Yeah, that's an issue because I seen them take the simplest claim around and make it the most complex quagmire you've ever seen.
1: Uh, they can do it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've seen people file three or four different claims instead of the VA uh, handling it as three or four different claims. They combine them all together and make a quagmire out of it. And before you know it, you got a real mess on your hands.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Myself, I feel they ought to handle them individually. Uh, what do you think about that, John?
0: They need to handle them well. They'd group them together for time savings and to cost the veteran more time while they adjudicate. You know, they say they want to get it right, which, you know, I, I do feel they want to get it right. Um <clears throat> You know, but uh, I feel if a veteran's claim is awarded, or the proof is there, go ahead and award the veteran that part of the claim. You could defer everything else until it's time. You know, until the other decision is made. That's way it's supposed to be. You know, because. When they award you your first 10%, they should give you that 10%, and then if they increase you to 60 or 70, they should go ahead and do that, too. They shouldn't be, oh, let's wait uh, two years to get his last claim decided. Uh,
1: Unfortunately, that's
0: what they do. But the veteran might have some fault in his too, Gerald.
1: Well, absolutely they do because they've been misled in the starting of the claim, I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh they don't have the proper representation uh, when they first file a claim, of course they're going in uh, like uh, most all veterans go in uh,
0: gung home the <laughs> they
1: they don't have a clue what they're up against uh, or yep. what they need to furnish what information do I need to furnish And this is you got to remember, folks. Uh, uh, look up the five elements of a claim. You got to start there and then move on. Uh, but uh, uh, it's important to have a a nexus uh, to show that your injury was occurred or aggravated by your your time in the
0: service. Mm-hmm.
1: Or you fell off a truck and broke your leg or hip or something. You walk with a gap now, and uh, Mm -hmm. somewhere there might be some medical records. You have to produce those. Uh, Not everybody has access to some of their medical records, Uh, but most of them do.
0: Two points. Two points I want to make on a fast point and fast note is if you're still in the service and you're getting out or you're getting medical discharge and you've already got issues and you plan on filing a claim, make sure that you have your information about your issues before you get out. Absolutely. Okay. Um, It'll only speed up your process. Um, For you folks that uh, are stuck in limbo because they can't find your records and information, say uh, you filed a claim in 2005. And they have no information and they deny your claim due to lack of records. You reopen your claim, and you keep appealing it, and your records are found in 2010. Okay, and if you reopen the claim, they're going to try to use 2010 as your effective date because that's just what they do. But you need to look at the regulations real, real, real strong and read uh, uh, Title 38, Part 3, I think it's 3.156. If your claim was decided based on information it didn't have that was in the possession of the government, like, say, service medical records, yes, then that should take your effective date back to day one. There's a lot of veterans out there that didn't get that. And I think that opens up a whole area for you know a clear and unmistakable error claim later on down the road.
1: It does, and we have had some veterans there that had it to win some of those claims, and... and yeah. Rightfully so. Yeah. You know, it's a terrible thing to know, (laughs) to to know that what you're saying is the truth, but the documentation, you, you can't get your hands on the documentation because the people you're trying to convince has their hands on that documentation. Yep. Now, is this information withheld from you for a reason? Or is it honest to God that they just don't know where it's at? Uh, it's That's hard to question. tell. That's that a good question. a good question, because yeah. you don't know. A veteran sitting here, and after a while, a few years, he's saying, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> they threw my stuff in the trash.
2: Mm-hmm. How
1: much? How, how many times have we heard about shredder gates there at the VA? Uh,
0: spoliate, uh,
1: gates, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh Just the list goes on and on. Uh, and, and here's a poor veteran. Who's these veterans that their claims got shredded? Yep. Where are they? What happened to them? Well, uh, did they, you
0: know, this is horrible. Didn't they come out with a statement saying they made some so a lot of mistakes are being made and things like that and need better training and all this other stuff. Um, I can see some mistakes being made, you know, on a claim, because anybody's human. But on a scale that we've been seeing over the last couple of years, you know, the mistakes are, it, it's outrageously enormous yes, as far as mistakes. So, if you look and you've got a lot of common sense, you can just about determine yourself as to what the mistakes are. You know, there. I'm, I'm thinking you got some very intelligent people doing this process, and, uh, uh, you know, anytime something the heat turns on, a lot of folks are going to play dumb. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> well, yes, they do. And. Yeah. uh uh, whether it's being lazy or just plain old ornery, you know, being mean, uh, well, it don't matter because the veterans out here suffering, he don't know, uh, he says, what's his options? He can't get his hands on the information that uh, right now it turns out that the opposition has. Yeah. It's it's like uh, uh, the VA should have full disclosure. I mean, they have they don't have full disclosure. They only really release what they wanted to release. Yeah. Uh, and I know uh, quite a few veterans that's uh, not been successful in their claims for lack of uh, the proper documentation. Yeah, you being one
0: of them.
1: Well, I'm one, certainly
0: one of them. They've admitted destroying your records.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they even admitted it. (laughs) Well, we lost or destroyed them. Uh, So what?
0: (laughs) It's not going to get get any better. (laughs) Gerald's not going to get any better because you know Congress can question all they want. They can have the committee meetings and they can have the hearings. And, uh, you know, of course, Congress is, uh, you know, bless their hearts, they do the best they can do. You know, they're our representatives, and they really care. Um, the only problem is is they have a two-year window to do something. And uh, these folks that uh, know that window's there, so, do you know, they're, they're, they've got really adapted delaying and, and, you know, and kicking around hunting, and beating around the bush. You know they know that two-year window's there, so that they can delay passing two-year window. Guess what? The next Congress starts from scratch.
1: That way, they got to start over. I don't know how many uh, different bills we've worked on uh, in the past, and and uh, we can't get them to vote to the floor to vote on. Right. And then uh, when new Congress comes in, uh, you know got to start all over. Uh, Well, something ought to be done about
0: that. The only thing that's going to fix it, from a common sense of quality assurance point of view, is an independent firm to go in and look at it. They can't report to the VA. They have to report to maybe the Congressional Budget Officer or, or the Secretary of the VA. If they want to get it fixed, that's the only way they can do it
1: uh that's what it looks like we we yeah. do need a a uh, independent party that uh kind of like an arbitrator i would say that would uh look the situation over and make some some meaningful recommendations uh yeah. because uh the way it is now. It can't continue to go the the way it's going now because it's getting worse and worse. Uh, the veterans are are being uh, well. For instance, this this new CMP thing where they they don't want to uh, make the results available to the veteran. Now, well. how in the world can you deal with that?
0: I don't know, but the government's very good at, uh, you know, they've got uh, some very smart people, very educated folks that they can do quality assurance type activities. Uh, for example, we have a plane crash in the U.S., right? We have an agency called the NTSB. They go in yes. and they look at everything. that They take the plane, put it back together again, and try to find out what caused the crash. You know, and we'll... Plane crashes, you know, a lot of people die. You know, it depends on who's on the plane, but still, you know, this is the same situation. A bad decision, you know, in, in, inside the VA, you're gonna get a lot of dead veterans. So, I think it'll be given the same type of uh, severity or the same, you know, the same consequences. There ought to be some group that can do that.
1: Oh, we have capable people out there that uh, can can uh, take care of this situation. Yes. But they're not going to utilize them anyway they haven't thus so far, so uh only thing we can do uh if we could get a few laws changed or or uh turn the VA around from being so adversarial right. into being more veteran friendly
0: especially right. uh, on
1: the claim side of it. The, Medical side, uh, I know they've had their issues, mm.
0: but uh, uh,
1: uh, they are some some very good medical staffs I've, I've run into that just super great people.
0: Again, um, go before ahead. We, before we close the show, John, I don't want to switch subjects to one pretty important little topic here. The uh, fifth bill last year was signed into law, there was a note in there, an authorization note for veterans, disabled veterans, hunters, to be able to fly space-available travel to Space A. And the Secretary of <laughs> Defense has had so much time to implement the program. Uh, this is going on in November. I think it was supposed to be been done by October. And... I can't find anything about it. There's folks on the website wanting to know about it. So, you guys want to drop a note to your representative and ask them. Uh, you know, you know the bill, the law y'all passed for the uh, defense for the defense bill had you know the space available travel issue written into it. And I wonder who's trying to get rid of that or what happened to it. You know, who's undermining the law? We want to know who's doing it.
1: I don't know. You know, I I know what you're talking about there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and like you, I, I just haven't heard much about it here lately, and I haven't read much about it here lately.
0: I was looking at it last night, and, and uh, you know, they had some changes, but there's nothing on the list, and these guys are trying to go fly, and they get turned down because, oh, you, you're not authorized to fly. Well, actually, they are. You know, there's, there's certain things have to be done. You know, now this is probably low priority to some folks because you know we're still low priority. Uh, you know, in the current events today and the world events, you know, everything that happens and goes into in, into the Congress or to try to get something straightened out, it just pushes us further and further and further down the hole we're in.
1: Ah, oh, we got a lot of work to do.
0: Yeah, oh, we got. <laughs> I mean, we're right now we've got to dig up to see sunshine, you know, so. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we've got to, keep, got to keep pushing, got to keep punching. Eventually they'll fall down. <laughs> 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 That's what Wayne McCulley used to say. He, he'd get in a box match, he'd start punching from round one, not stop, but the fight was over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, Joe, we're out of time, buddy. You want to take us out of here?
1: Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, appreciate you being on, and thank you, John, for the Bass Uh, We're just here, kind of laid back, discussing some of this stuff, uh, just trying to bring some points out. Uh, I know we've been over a lot of it before, but I don't know if you can go over this enough. Uh, and that's We want to keep it fresh in your minds, uh, and... And the people out there uh, don't forget the hadit.com dot com website if you, you know if you can give a dollar or two that's fine uh they do have a donate button there and and uh, works really well so uh anything you can do to help uh keep us on the air and and uh dot com are going Uh, That's certainly appreciated, and uh, we hope you all enjoyed the broadcast, and uh, uh, look forward to seeing you again next Wednesday. So
0: this will be Gerald Cook. You've been uh, listening to the com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of It dot com Blog Talk Radio, and the Ask Bachelor Show.
1: Goodbye.